Boxing legend Mike Tyson has been caught on video throwing a raft of punches at a fellow passenger on a US flight. New allegations have emerged involving WWE billionaire CEO Vince McMahon. These individuals there got to have a good look at themselves because it was not in their old standards. Not nowhere near the standards that we want to set as a football team. Off the field, Western Bulldogs star Bailey Smith has apologised after photos surfaced of him with an illicit substance. I don't promote fights, I pick fights. I'm like John Jones, I sound like Sean Combs, and I got trombone-sized stones like John Holmes. <laughs> A massive welcome to the Dummy M podcast. I am B-Row with my co-host, as always, T-Dog. How's your week been, mate? Mate, what a week in sport. We've had some big events happen just in the last week. We've yeah. had things like Corey Norman doing a Hopawade yeah. all the way in, over in the UK. Brett Finch is yeah. finally um, facing the music, yep. so to speak. Yep. What a fall from grace he's yeah, had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seems like Manly just haven't moved on from that Jersey saga. They are going backwards in a heap. Yep. So, uh, the stories that we're obviously going to talk about today. So the, the past week is uh, has been great for sport or yeah. our show. But there's one thing I want to take you up on. Okay, right? go for it. I don't so know as, what it's going to be. Yeah, but no, let's hear don't. it. Let's so hear as it. always, listening to last week's show, and we. Yep. I remember a couple of months ago we had this guy on B Rostradamus. Yes, uh, if yes. If you're familiar with him, I think he sounds something like this. B Rostradamus. I remember that guy. Yes. <laughs> well, I believe a certain B Rostradamus. Yep. On this very show, episode 61 last week, made yep. the claim that the Eels were going to go on their tear yep. by beating Souths. Yep, yep. How did that go? Yeah, I was slightly wrong on that one. <laughs> Maybe 26 points to nil, nil. wrong. It was <laughs> a know. nil. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was terrible. Yeah. It was, absolutely. So we've got the Bulldogs this week, and who knows? I personally would like to see us not make the top eight. Yeah, and the club moved BA on. However, today they've signed Trent Barrett as our assistant coach. So that would actually mean that we would definitely never make a top eight. <laughs> uh, who knows? The only way is up by the sense of Oh, my yeah. God. Who yeah. knows? However, let us get to these big stories because there's lots to talk about there today. Is, yes. And once again, another comedian on the show. I've never actually spoken to this person. She seems lovely. She described herself to me as the pole dancing comedian, and her name is Kirsty Carr. And we're going to get into all of that, see what that's all about. I don't know if she works in strip clubs. I don't think she does. I think no, it's more no, of the yeah, you know the, the, gimmick, is it? They, they use it. No, they use it as um. It's actually like a fitness yeah, now. Fitness pole dancing, yeah, fitness. that's right. A physical think, pole or something. Yeah, like, but yeah, I yeah. think that's what she does. I could be wrong. She yeah. might get on and go. No, 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 lads, I get it all out. I don't know. <laughs> we'll find out, won't we? <laughs> and uh, joke off, it's on this week again. So we've got all the way from the West, Christopher Puccello. Excellent. Going up against Simon Kennedy. Yep. And, of course, why don't they have a joke off about where they live? So it's going to be WA versus New South Wales. Excellent. And I know Simon last time, he kind of didn't realise you could get a bit blue with the material. So, uh, And, in fact, when I was talking to Kirsty on the text today, she's like, can I swear? I'd swear a fair bit. So it's like maybe this is going to be a blue app and that's perfectly fine. <laughs> why don't we get straight into our first nominee? And it has to be from the World of Rugby League. It is. Mate, is it just from the Rugby League? It seems to be dominating news headlines. Yeah. And it's that three-second video footage involving Kalen Ponga. Well, he yeah. seems to be the main target, even though there is another Newcastle guy in there. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so they're busted in the Newcastle Leagues Club. Delaney Club. Delaney Leagues Club or something. Yes. I don't know yeah, what it is. Yeah. They're in the toilets together. Yes. And they come out, and that's where we freeze the frame and we start to ask questions as to what was transpiring behind that closed door. Yes. What are your thoughts? To me, it has to be drug-related. Okay. Like, I am an almost 40-year-old man, Biro, mm -hmm. and I have never once, whether I'm drinking, 
feeling crook. Yep. I've never done drugs, so I can't comment on that. Yeah, yeah, I have. Yeah, yeah, okay, anyway, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I have never once gone into a toilet cubicle with another man yep. to either share a drink, yep. <laughs> him to hold my lack of hair back, whatever. Yep. There's talk they were like playing games on mobile phones. I haven't even done that. So yep. to me, I don't know what else it could be. It, the story is not straight. Like, Kalen Ponga, well, he, he announced, I think, that it was some sort of game-related thing on phones or something like that. But Newcastle was saying that he wasn't on the drink that much. Like, he was only been there for 25 minutes. 20 minutes, minutes yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. he couldn't have been inebriated. Or he went in drunk. But anyway, yeah, yeah, go on then, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so he wasn't there long. His old man has said, as a matter of fact, he'd been on the drink for quite a while. Right. And felt quite crook. And yep. Kurt Mann was there to yeah. help him. Yep. So that those two stories right there are contradicting each yeah, other. Yeah, 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 yeah. So then, of course, the NRL were like, right, we'll get onto this. They've gone to drug test them. And and that, good on them. Because yeah, that agree. is the antithesis of Melbourne, who just went, oh, I don't know what it was, yeah, and yeah. let's sweep it under the rug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They pounced. However, we still haven't heard the results. And so. we won't, because they actually can't publish whether they are positive. However, you can discern from, oh, Kalen Pong has been suspended for 12 months. They don't mention drugs. No, you can right. kind of figure out and put two and two together and go, ah. Well, if it's performance enhancing, yes. But if it's recreational like cocaine or marijuana, then yeah. we won't hear about it unless it's their second offence. Then they get a 12-week suspension from, from league. Okay. So first offence, I believe, is just a fine. All right, all right. So we'll know if he ends up serving some time or possibly stripped of the captaincy. Yep. But uh, I'm more interested in old mate who's taken the video footage. Yeah, it was kind of like, random, wasn't did it? Did he know... That Kalen Ponga and Kurt Mann have gone in there and followed them? Yeah. Or has he heard some funny business going on, reported it to the security guards to whip out the, the phone yeah. to then catch them in the act? I don't know. Like nothing nothing secretive these days, especially if you're a sports star or a celebrity. Yeah, yeah. And, and the other thing that's really concerning is Kalen Ponga, this is a guy who's on a million dollars a year. We've spoken about this. He's yeah, on yeah. a million dollars a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's played 14 games for Newcastle, only finished seven of them. yeah. He's not playing for the rest of the year. He is the captain. Didn't travel with them to Brisbane. Yep. Bought a house, celebrated, which he's allowed to do, but he doesn't need to go out and do that. But mm. anyway, and um, what is he off for? He's off for concussions. Yeah. What does drinking do? Yeah, it affects, that's right. It that's affects right. your brain. You haven't even got to when you go, I don't know what else it could be. They could have actually been hooking up in there. And that's that's true too. And I actually think that would be their, like if they were doing drugs, that's what they should go, dude. We we were kissing. Just say yeah, that. Yeah, just say yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Because everyone then would just be like, oh, okay, hooray, these guys are champions, and that would actually be celebrated. Okay, That's maybe a good point. maybe not at Manly, but you know, at the <laughs> other clubs. She just completed her degree in psychology, and yet she still wants to work with us. So you might need a refund on your hex, there, Jules. Here is Julia Wilson with her weekly sports roundup. Sports, 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 sports. Welcome back to the News Headlines Roundup with J-Dub. Let's start the week with some rugby league and Kalen Ponga, Newcastle player, was busted coming out of the toilets. Uh, drink in hand with his buddy. Lots of conjecture about what happened in there. Now, this isn't a particularly news story. What I do love about this is that Kalen's dad has come out and said that his son was sick. His mate was just helping him, which is an unusual way of phrasing what was going on in there. I love that Joey Johns has come out and said... As the coaching consultant for Newcastle, it's not a good look. Mate, when Joey Johns is saying that what you got up to is not a good look, you have made a big mistake with your life. Also, pot, kettle, what the fuck? Off to my least favourite game, soccer. 
and Cristiano Ronaldo, who's possibly the biggest twat on the planet, who plays for a massive bunch of twats, Manchester United. His team lost to Everton and he cracked the sad, stormed out and smacked a phone out of a 14-year-old kid's hand. My piece de resistance of this story, apart from what a fucking loser the bloke is, is that he was quoted as saying it's never easy to deal with emotions in difficult moments such as the one we're facing. You lost a match and you smacked the phone out of a 14-year-old autistic kid's hand. This kid literally goes to classes to learn how to deal with these emotions and you had a little dummy spit, you fucking idiot. Finishing up with some rugby league, but not Australian rugby league, Corey Norman, an Australian player, is off playing for Toulouse. Uh, now, he's been given an eight-game ban, which over there is a monster ban. Over here, that's just, I don't know, can throw on an elbow or something. Had a 500-pound fine for doing a John Hoppawadi on a player that he was having trouble tackling. The joy of that is that the original Hopper, from which the doing a Hopper has been quoted from, uh, he got 12 weeks for his original movement, which is sticking your finger up the butt of another player, or as I like to call it, second base. Well done, Corey. You're doing the team very proud. You're doing the country proud. You keep it up, champion. And that's it for me this week, boys. Back to the Dummy M podcast. My name is J-Dub. Well, once again, we're very excited because we're sort of entering the phase of the show, episode 62, where we're starting to talk to stand-up comedians that I've never actually met in person, so I've never performed with these people. And uh, Peter Mizell has been our hookup for a number of these. Yeah. He's a regular on the show. And he said, why don't you talk to Kirsty Carr? And I started messaging, and Kirsty was like, yeah, absolutely. And it turns out this lady, she did her first gig prior to the entire world shutting down. That is how amazing her comedy is, it turns out. <laughs> so, Kirsty, welcome to the show. Thanks. What an intro. Yeah, I just shut the world down with my jokes. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah cool. fantastic. That's Can you remember one of them from your first gig that you did? What was one that you sort of like you cringe at now? Oh, I did make a joke about how I used to always try and fit in in high school and be the cool kid. So, like, I would drink, I'd take drugs, I'd bleach my asshole. You know, just the usual stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what was your job before this? So what did you transition from into comedy? <laughs> it's, a, it's an interesting transition. So my background is actually in health and behavioural science. So before I put my attention into the comedy world, I was a policy and advocacy manager for the Royal Australasian College of Physicians, if you can wow. wrap your mouth around that one. You didn't even stutter then. That was, you did roll yeah, well tongue. Yeah, well done to you. <laughs> How do you yeah, go from yeah, that then to comedy? That's exactly right. Well, I think working in policy development will drive anyone <laughs> to, yeah. to need to take a career change. So I think it was about balancing that creative performer side of me and not wanting to kill myself in a policy job. Yeah, okay, fair enough. So in your first gig, I imagine your first gig, probably five or ten minutes, I'd imagine stand-up stuff, was it all yeah. jokes related to about your previous like <laughs> work? Jokes, yeah, 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 all these policy things that you had to do? Do you know what? I've not actually brought in any of my work stuff to my comedy routines yet. I usually tell personal stories about, you know, ridiculous things that have happened. My dad makes a few appearances, anxiety, things like that. But no, yeah. I'm going to have to rope it in now. Now that I'm out, it's free reign. Fantastic. Now, you've been doing comedy for, I guess, roughly three years. And after you've done comedy long enough, I guess I've got to ask you, so what's your antidepressant of choice? Is it Prozac or Zoloft? <laughs> <laughs> do, do you know what? I, I think I'm, I'm one of the few comedians that doesn't suffer from depression, but I go on the other side and I, I like to enjoy some anxiety. Okay. okay. High-functioning 
anxious person. And yet you can do comedy because because I'm very anxious, and I think anxiety is what drove me from the stage. I was, oh really? Yeah, I was just getting more and more anxious, and I moved to I've moved to mediums that were gave me the opportunity to write. So I went into radio and television and, and obviously podcasting. Yeah. And to me, I don't have that anxiety because I can always just do a second take or I can rewrite a joke. Uh, yes. Whereas that live thing, yeah, really, that's, I think eventually that's sort of what did me in. Yeah, well, it actually really helps me stay in shape because I always have to take a few liquid shits before I hit the stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah. The, yeah, well, that's the adrenaline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. yeah. Now, Kirsty, you mentioned that your dad makes a few appearances. So like, I suppose this is a two-part question. Um, <laughs> Was he supportive of your career move? And, of course, has he actually come and seen you perform live and hear these jokes? Oh, my God, yes. Um, I would say that he wasn't jumping for joy when I said, hey, I'm going to quit this really respectable, (laughs) secure job and uh, roll some dice in the comedy world. But um, he he loves it that he makes appearances. I oh, think great. because he was a bit of a he was a bit of a bully growing up, and now those jokes like they just turn into jokes now. But he did come and watch my first kind of significant gig last year when I was I was opening a, a show at the end of um, Sydney Comedy Festival, and I did a whole set about my dating life, mm-hmm. and my dad literally sat in the audience and while I shared a joke <laughs> about my last breakup. Oh, which which ended in you know nothing quite says goodbye like receiving a full load of semen on your lower back. <laughs> <laughs> and did you look? Did you? Either, oh, I've got to ask. Did you look immediately to your dad, or did you look away from him when you said that? I looked him square in the eyes, and I just said, "I'm so sorry." <laughs> <laughs> well, that would have got a second laugh. So oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And what was? On, yeah. And what was his reaction? Did he own it? <laughs> He did. He actually he he actually pretended to get up and leave the room. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. Oh, yeah. So yeah, yeah. yeah, that's great. Awesome. Well, I noticed from your Facebook, uh, Kirsty, that you're into dancing and fitness and well-being and all that sort of side of it. But mm-hmm. you're sort of into the, what do they call it, fizzy pole? Fizzy or, pole? Is it, is uh, what it, what yeah. are they, the pole dancing <laughs> yeah. fitness? Is that what you do? Or do you actually like literally do pole dancing in strip clubs? I'm not sure which, which version it is. <laughs> No, I always have to clarify, I've, I've never been a stripper. Right. Um, although, I mean, it probably pays better than comedy. So <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So I do pole dancing for fitness. Yeah, I think that would be the, the appropriate way to describe that activity. Okay. Okay, so obviously when you tell people this, I can imagine the look on their face, they're probably thinking, yeah, of course, they also, that's like, I only replay Paul for the articles. Don't we all? Yeah, exactly right. So how many hours a week, because it looks quite grueling because it's all um, body weight stuff, like you're holding your own body weight up for long periods of time. So like how many hours a week are you putting into yeah. to this? I wish I could say more, but I generally do two to three hours a week. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, what else do you do then? Because you, you, you seem like you're quite fit. I love that. It's all an optical illusion. Like I was saying before, like anxiety, it's like it's the gateway drug to weight loss. Yes. Yeah, right? okay. okay. Wow. Right. All right. Now, in the studio, I'm sorry, what is it called? Is it called physio pole? Like what's it called? I don't actually know what the sport's called. I guess you call it pole fitness. I just say that I'm going to pole dancing. All right. So okay. I, okay. All right. Yeah. And so has the studio there, because it seemed quite full, uh, I'm assuming, well, how, how much is a lesson? Good question. I think so, it's a, in, in between like 25 and $30 a class, but yeah. you book it, well, I book it for the term. So. Oh, okay, right. So has the studio ever thought about like if they 
move the studio to like a lower floor building that has huge front windows that you could actually waive your fee and you'd get to do it for free because then the rest of the public would get to see it. Have they ever sort of thought about that type of business model? I think there was something that used to happen in the Alexandria studio where they didn't have curtains and there was just some really creepy like homeless uh. dudes just <laughs> like peering through the window. So I think it's um it's hard to moderate the clientele and um uh, <laughs> and I see. see if people would pay or just just loiter. hang out. Uh. Yeah, loiter. I can remember, I remember a guy telling me a story. He was from South Australia and he said that there was a, an intersection that had the highest percentage of car accidents in South Australia and Adelaide. And it just <laughs> happened to be on the corner of this private girls' school's tennis courts. Oh. So, so <laughs> they'd be bending over to pick up the ball yeah, and yeah, guys would just crash, 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 crash. So, yeah, I guess you probably would get a lot of that, yeah. Now, Kirsty, I want to ask a question. I, I'm a guy that... I think I like to look after myself and keep myself in pretty good shape. Um, mm -hmm. When I find that, I don't know whether I'm publicly admitting something here, but let's go, I've got to go for it. When I go to the gym, I'm appreciating what people do. I'm, I'm noticing how good they look. I'm noticing, you know, all the work they put in. And to be honest, I probably notice the blokes more than I do the girls. Mm. Is it the same <laughs> for you when you go? Do you walk into this, this pole dancing place and the girls, obviously, I imagine, get down to whatever they wear, probably their uh, Lorna Janes or whatever, and you're like, wow, that chick is in shape. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it helps that my instructors are really hot as well. And and everyone's in it, – it's funny. When you start pole dancing, you wear more clothes, and then the more advanced you get, this like the clothes just reduce and reduce and reduce. Oh. Ah, okay. So is it like a badge of honour, like if you rock up one day just in knickers – Everyone knows yeah, 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 yeah. that guy's advanced. Like girls advanced. Yeah, 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 yeah. You've reached the next. <laughs> that's stage, right. That's yeah. right. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's because the the thing is, is that with pole dancing, um, the only thing that sticks you to the pole is your skin. So the less clothes you wear, the kind of the more limber you could be uh, in the moves. Yeah. Okay. I'm with you. Yep. All right. Mm -mm -mm. Okay. So I guess I got to ask: Have you ever been mid-act doing your stand-up, and you're like, okay, the audience aren't loving it? Maybe if I pull out some splits or some, you know, some cartwheels or something. Like, have you ever actually added that physical element to your routine? No, but I think I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to bust out some splits at the end of a routine. I've seen Annie Boyle do that on stage at um, the comedy store and absolutely killed. So I think... I think there's going to be a time in my life where I have to integrate the pole yeah, dancing and comedy, especially absolutely. if I'm bombing. <laughs> well, the lead on from that then, I, I'd imagine that you would be now quite strong and quite flexible. So mm -hmm. what, what I don't know, uh, trick or move are you most proud of? In other ways, if you're at a party and had a party trick, what are you busting out? Yeah, okay. Well, I mean, I guess it depends on the apparatus that's around. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. If there's if there's no pole to be on, my definitely my go-to move is the splits. I have uh, busted those out on multiple occasions, usually after uh, yeah a bit of uh, a bit of uh, alcohol's been involved. <laughs> yep. Um, but if there is a pole, there's. I mean, I'm gonna. I could say anything to you, and you believe me, right? Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. You yeah, could yeah. be the greatest sure. pole dancer ever. Right. We would have no knowledge of that's this. That's right. You could yeah. hold, hang upside yeah. down by your forefinger, and yeah. we'd be like, "That's amazing." Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's, um, there is a move called Hello Boys. So, um, <laughs> please describe. <that's> a... <laughs> well, basically, you spread your legs and uh, you say hello, boys. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> upside down or. 
What oh, that one. That one's upright. It's actually not a very complex move, but it's just got a good name. Yeah, yeah. Okay. lovely. All right. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, we know that eventually the, the pole dancing is going to make its way into your act, but until then, mm-hmm. Kirsty, where can people see you performing stand up next? So I'm heading over to WA in uh, in a couple of weeks' time, and I'm going to be doing a show at uh, the Comedy Lounge mm-hmm. on the eighth of September as part of the Gong Show. Okay. Uh, but here in Sydney, um, I'm going to be opening for the very funny James O'Connell on the 17th of September at the Factory Theatre. Excellent. Yeah, nice. Awesome. And, of course, people can catch you on Facebook to look up further gigs and perhaps see some of that flexibility that's happening. Is that where you send people? <laughs> yeah. It's, I think it's probably better to find me on Instagram for the, for the poll videos and, uh, yeah, always, always posting about the upcoming gigs. On, uh, on the various social channels. Excellent. Yeah, cool. Well, it's a huge thank you to Kirsty and all the best. And, uh, you know, I, I hope you get to that point where you integrate that second skill in because obviously comedians get to the stage where, you know what, I can play guitar and I can sing a bit and mm. suddenly that comes into their act or they're into puppeteering or they're into whatever it is, that secondary skill that they've got. And that really levels you up. So, yeah, all the best. Yeah, cheers, guys. It's been a pleasure. Okay, thank you. Thanks for joining us. And you didn't swear once. What's going on there? I did, did not. I think. I think if you listen back, I might have. Oh, awesome! Okay, excellent. Just, just, just for good, just for good measure. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna take that and cut it in like twenty different places. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Every sentence. Yeah. <laughs> All right, T Dog. Who is our second nominee this week? From the world of soccer, or apparently football, as mm-hmm, they call it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's actually a couple of coaches over there. So it's the Chelsea manager Thomas Tuchel. Mm-hmm. I hope I pronounced that correctly. And uh, the Tottenham boss, Antonio Conte. Spurs. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Now, I'm just going to really quickly defend the world of soccer there because it is football. They play <laughs> the game. Like, it, technically, that name is correct. Mate, don't add to it. We don't want these footballers just thinking. All right. All right. Anyway, what did these two jabronis do? Well, there's finally a bit of theatre that happened off the field. Yep. Well, sort of on the field, but off the field. So yep. it was pretty heated game. And uh, during the game, uh, one of the teams got in front and the coach carried on like a pork chop, you yeah, know, giving yeah. it a few of the big ups and carrying on. And then the other coach didn't like it, so he had a few words to say. And then they came back and ended up drawing uh, the match. Yeah, what a shock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. ended up being <laughs> yeah. two all, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why not just go penalty goals? But anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um, there'd been a bit of heated exchange the whole match. Yep. And then it came to a blow. Not a blow, but it came to a head, let's say. Right, right, right. Uh, at the end, because one thing they do do well there is that the coaches do, or managers as they're called, shake hands at the end of the game because yeah, they're, they're yeah. down there. So yeah. they've gone to shake hands and, boy, it got really aggressive. Oh, was it you let go first? You One of those where yeah, just yeah. get so, really intense. So they've yeah. come in for a handshake and you could tell they were gunning for yeah, each other. Yeah, yeah. And because uh, one of the guys didn't look the other guy in the eyes, they've held on. And he's whipped him back around and they just went face to face and just started verbally abusing each other. And yep. then security came in. And to top it all off, that this is at the end of the game. Yeah, so the yeah. game is finished. Yep. The referee had to come and do his referee part and give him a red card. Wow. What does the red card mean, though? The game was over. <laughs> that he gets on TV for another 30 yeah. seconds. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, I don't get the points. The red card, the match is over. Yeah. Well, like, it's just pointless. I would have loved to, I would have loved when they got close to each other if they both had have, like, fallen over and clutched their shins straight away. That would have been, that would have been great. I was thinking the exact same thing. Yeah. I was just waiting to who was going to take the dive first. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. what I was dying yeah. for. You know, the best part is, though, that next week, 
uh, whatever Chelsea ground and whatever Spurs ground, they'll be they'll already have like seven songs about that that, oh, yeah, that, that right. incident. You know. Do you want to hear my Fox Force Five joke? Well, let me tell a joke. Yeah. <laughs> Would you like to hear me tell a joke? Knock knock. Who's there? You can tell a joke, can't you? Nope. Nothing makes me more upset than New South Wales. So let's get it on. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Please tell me you're recording. <laughs> Well, we've had these two guys on the joke off before. A very funny gentleman. We have all the way from New South Wales, comedian Simon Kennedy. How are you, buddy? Hey, I'm all right. I'm all right. Living, living, the, living the life. Living the life in New South Wales. Excellent. Well, that's the topic because he's going to be talking to comedian Christopher Puccello all the way from WA. And these gents, I believe, T-Dog, uh, it's going to be a bit of a state of origin. Yeah, is that correct? It, it certainly is. It's uh, New South Wales v, v WA. Mm-hmm. And we've already had smack been spoken yep shots fired from the west before we've even started so yes. this should be a good one but we've tossed the coin simon's going to go first so he'll he'll lead us away so when the bell rings simon hit us with it all right oh look i, I know what everyone's expecting from me being a new south welshman and that is we come in there and we say oh it's 4 p.m in new south wales and it's 1973 in wa you know i'm, I'm not going to do that because I actually have a, a bit of compassion and I just want to say that I'm thinking right now about West Australia and, and all those people who woke up this morning to that terrible news that Princess Diana has been killed. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to go there. <laughs> I respect that, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely brutal, mate. Um, yeah, well, actually, recently, you know, Dominic Perita has been... Uh, having to go about how he's going to fight Mark McGowan for a better share of GST. And he actually called Mark McGowan Golem from the Lord of the Rings. And uh, that made Mark McGowan really happy because not only does Dominic Perrette look like someone Mark McGowan bullied in high school, he actually sounds like it as well. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty hard to, hard to defend Perrette, but... I'm... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hello? He's completely Simon, are you out. there? Oh, I'm here, but but we've Chris, got hang on, hang on, hang on. Chris, Chris is Chris. <laughs> in New South Wales. We've got oh, towers. <laughs> <laughs> we are having a little. We are having a little bit of trouble there. But there, I think that Chris. worked. Yeah, I think I, I think, think we got think it. it. I think we yeah, got yeah, that. Yeah. All right, so Simon. All right, joke. Simon, you go. That's right. I, it's understandable that uh, we've got some uh, problems in WA. He's on dial-up internet and. Uh, <laughs> That's how it rolls over there. Oh, look, speaking of premiers uh, of the state, I mean, during the pandemic, you know, we during the height of that, you know, of course, COVID's gone, we all know that. Um, we, had, <laughs> we had death, we had lockdowns, couldn't even leave our houses. And then Mark McGowan says, nobody can come into WA. And then I thought, well, it's not all bad, is it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, guys, I read actually that uh, John Utzon designed the Sydney Opera House to look like um, some sails, just in the hope that one day it might actually catch some wind and sail off to somewhere worth being. <laughs> Jeez. How's that Perth Opera House going? Um, I, I have been to Perth and I, I enjoy performing over there um, because I don't have to update my jokes much. But I went to a place, I went to a place called... Coburn, and I don't know if you guys know about Coburn, but apparently the people who live there call it Coburn. Everyone else knows it's Cockburn. That's what that's how it's spelt, which is ironically 
what you get if you meet a girl in Coburn. So. <laughs> Below the belt, Simon. All right, Literally. Chris. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> our women are very chaste over here. Thank you very much. <laughs> all right. Well, look, WA is largely known for being a place that's all about minds, you know. But I feel like that's much better than being known as the place where white people first arrived, took a look around and said mind. <laughs> there you go. I'm not, I'm not sure who he's having a go at there. I don't know. But, <laughs> but uh, I'll take it. Oh, mate, that was good finish. Yeah, absolutely. Good finish. What a ripper, Chris. I really like that. I, I, I. I think today I'm going to still go with that that Diana 1997 <laughs> joke had me in stitches at the start. So I've got to give it to Simon Kennedy. He's today's winner for the joke off. That's it. We're even. We're even there. Uh, even except for my mobile reception strong. <laughs> All right, buddy, nominee number three. From the world of tennis, uh, I think he's actually world number one, Daniil Medvedev. Oh, I thought it was the fan. You're saying the tennis player. Okay, well, okay, let me hear it. Yeah, well, he's the one. So in a match against Kyrgios, I yeah. can't believe... Kyrgios is actually going on a bit of a tear at the moment. He's I, actually... I'm telling you here and now, he will, when he retires... He'll turn into this lovable rogue, yeah. and everyone will start to love him. Yeah, I'm calling okay. it now. Calling yeah, it now. Like yeah, like he's he's um yeah kicking some. Although he just got knocked out in the Cincinnati Open today, I think. Oh, okay. Claiming yeah. that his knees busted and whatever. Uh, yeah, yeah. got to have an excuse for losing, don't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Anyway, so uh, during the match against Kyrgios, Kyrgios actually ended up dusting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like giving him a fair old. And he's world number one. He's, he's world ranked number, number one. one. Yeah, number yeah. one. Yeah. Anyway. So he's going back to the sheds after yep. the game, just being beaten by Nick Kyrgios. Yep. Nothing to be ashamed of, but when you're world number one, yeah, yeah, like yeah, he would yeah. probably think he'd be winning that match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just been tailed up, and he's walking past, and this uh, young kid calls him a loser. Yep, and so what did he do? Well, he confronts him. Good on him. Good on him. Yeah. Now, Daniil, this is not the first time Daniil's had a bit of a whinge. Right. He is, a, he is known for a good whinge, but I think most tennis players are, let's face it. Oh, like, when do you see a smiling Russian? Yeah, you know, know, they're yeah, exactly dour right. people, aren't they? But he's confronted him, and then he's come out afterwards and said, well, that kid or the young man clearly was with his dad, right? and the dad did nothing yeah, so as I, well. I had to give him... Yeah, yeah. that's right. Oh, I'm on, I'm on Medvedev's yeah, side here. Good yeah, on yeah. him. The thing that sort of grabbed me about this story was, was it someone, and these are the people who I, I can't stand... Was it a you're a loser because you're Russian and the Ukraine conflict? Yeah, yeah. As if Vladimir Putin planned the invasion, he went around all of the heads of the army, the navy, yeah, the yeah, air force, yeah, yeah. and then there's the world Russian number one tennis player. <laughs> That's right. What do you think yeah, about this? Yeah. You know, like like he had any say in this war actually taking place. And so, you know, they're trying to ban Russian athletes. Oh, why? What did they do? They didn't do a thing. It was their government that did it, not them. I think it's their way of getting to Putin because Putin actually wants Russia to win everything. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I believe it's sort of their backdoor entry, sideways entry. Well, if we're going to ban the Russian athletes, yeah. that's then going to hurt Putin who likes to yeah. see Russia win. I just wasn't sure if it was... You're, a, you're Russian, hence you're a loser, if that was what he was saying. Or it was just the embarrassment of losing to Nick Kyrgios. He's like, dude, you lost to Nick Kyrgios. Well, that, that's exactly right. But you know the biggest thing to come out of this? And it makes no sense to me. Nick Kyrgios is on Daniil Medvedev's side. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Okay. So Kyrgios, who's known for a, a spray, yeah, and yeah. A, you know, a spat, and has been a spoiled brat. Not, he's no Bernard Tomic, mind yeah, you, yeah, but, yeah, but yeah, yeah, the whole way. Yeah. is now like, no, I've got his back. 
Yeah, yeah wow. No, he's, good on yeah, him, good yeah. on him. I don't like fans abusing people. I don't like when that guy shot Tom Cruise with a water pistol. Oh, yeah, yeah, And yeah. Tom Cruise had walked over there and he was being nice to him. Yeah. And he then grabbed him by the arm. Tom Cruise grabbed him and went, yeah. no, don't run off. I want you to tell me why you did that. Yeah. You know, you're a jerk. That was a jerk thing to do. I gave you my time. And then Tom got a really bad rep from it where yeah. I'm like, no way. That, that was the right way to handle that. But I don't like the idea of Russian athletes being heckled because of the conflict. So I'll tell you how stupid people are, right? Back in the mid-90s, the French government were doing, I don't know, you might have been too young, uh, were doing uh, nuclear testing in the Pacific, in the South Pacific, right? Is that around the Bikini Atoll? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah Moroa right. Atoll or whatever it was? Is so, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. so there was this massive overreaction from Joe Public where they started boycotting French cafes, right? And they stopped buying French clothes. And the best one was... People were actually calling up French polishers and abusing them like just woodworkers. <laughs> <laughs> Okie dokie, buddy. Before we get to the verdict for the dummy of the week, why don't we celebrate with a little bit of positivity yeah, and we'll yeah. move on to the cow. Who do you think deserves the champion of the week this I don't week? Know. I don't know how I feel about this one because you and I have made it known both privately and publicly we're not a fan of this guy. For some of the things he does, yeah, yeah, yeah sure, sure. I'm yeah. not going to deny that he's actually done some good. Oh, he's done some a lot great of good. stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. I won't deny that. And yeah. that you've got to treat fighters and their egos. Yeah. You've got to be a bit harsh with them. I get all that. Yeah, yeah but go yeah, on. Yeah. But it's from the world of UFC, mm -hmm. uh, mixed martial arts. Yep. It's Dana White. Yep, yep. Yeah. And I want to defend that because yeah. I think he's done some good things. So, I but agree with this you. week, this week. So I believe he was going to do a deal with Hulu. Yep, yeah, streaming service, yeah. Yeah, yeah. If you don't know what Hulu is, because nobody does, yeah, yeah, they're, they're a streaming service. Yeah, I don't okay? know what they show because I don't know either. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're one of these things that just happen to exist. Yep. And uh, anyway, so he's going to do a deal with them. And then obviously he used to work in the world of boxing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I imagine has a pretty good relationship with Mike Tyson. Yeah, he does, yeah, yeah. So Hulu were going to release or have already started the process of around a biopic for Tyson. Yep. Uh, and they were going to show it, of course, on their streaming service, which nobody would have watched. And uh, But because of that, or maybe even before that, they weren't going to pay Tyson any royalties. Yeah. Nothing. He was going to get nothing for it. Yeah, that's crazy. Not that he probably needs it, but it's not the point. That's is right. It? That's, that's not right. The point. That's right. So Dana White's caught wind of this. He's like, well, no, if you're not going to pay him royalties, stuff you. And he claims that he's now just killed off Hulu. He, he thinks that because he's not going to sign this deal, Hulu are dead. Wow. Well, I'm not necessarily wishing Hulu dead, but I think they should have paid Mike Tyson. And if you're going to make a movie about him, you've got to pay him for the royalties of that. Yes. Uh, I've no doubt that there's elements of it that Mike probably doesn't approve of and he doesn't like. And that's the thing about biographies, that sometimes that happens. But I do think, I agree here, Dana has stood by his mate and he's made the right call, which is why this week Dana White is the cow of the week. <laughs> All right, buddy. So with the verdict this week, mate, we have had five people on nice. Facebook at yeah. the Dummy M. Make sure you get along. Give us a like and a follow. And they have all weighed in on our three nominees this week. So we had Kalen Ponger for his little toilet tryst. Yes. Then we had the tennis player. Or it was really the fan of yeah. uh, Medvedev, Medvedev. Is that how I say yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who was giving him a hard time. Yep. And, of course, then we had the two jabroni Coaches from the world of soccer. Well, slash I don't know if they're much jabroni because they'd be getting paid a buck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, they didn't punch on, so that makes yeah, them jabronis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, out of those three noms, Ricky has said Ponga. At least the Melbourne players weren't taking their mystery white substance in a toilet or he was doing something else with his mate, in which case, take it to the bedroom. Fair enough. Yeah, good point. Adam said, at the end of the day, what people do 
is their own business. However, when you're in public, you need to be more mindful who is watching. The camera is a weapon now and it gets used to expose or hurt people. So I guess he's saying Ponga. Yeah. Tim said Ponga, unfortunately. I'm a Knights fan. Sorry to hear that, Tim. But geez, boy's got to grow up out of it. Okay. And Madigan said, hard to pass on Ponga. And Jono said, Ponga for coming up with the excuse that Kurt Mann was in the toilet helping Kalen because he felt sick. What was he doing holding his hair back? So it seems five votes. Thank you to all those people who voted. They've all said the same thing here, buddy. So It's, it's funny uh, before we announce the obvious winner. Rick, Ricky's <laughs> point there about the, uh, the tryst in the toilet or, or, or mm. you know, back to what we were discussing. If they were getting it on, wouldn't you want to make it private? Like, yeah. wouldn't you do that at home rather than yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. in, the, in the toilet? So, oh, you, you know, know, I hadn't really considered that, yeah. that. That if they were actually hooking up and they're embarrassed by it, yeah, they wouldn't really go into a public no. toilet. So then, therefore, that really dispels the idea that they I, were in there hooking up. That's my thing, yeah. I'm was sort of saying, and I think I said it off air, that they should say they were hooking up yeah. to hide if they were doing drugs. That's right, because people are... You know, they'd love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Be like, yay, yeah, you know, pride got... jerseys and yeah, all that sort of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Anyway, and shock us with your yeah, verdict. Well, I needed that time to really <laughs> deliberate. <laughs> <laughs> this week's dummy M is Kalen Ponga from the Newcastle Knights. Well, he's the magical math man, and he's here to update the points in the dummy M competition where we have a whole criteria around. Dumb things that happen, and we award different levels of points for it. And last week, if I'm not mistaken, and I've predicted the Broncos are going to take this out. Last week, I, the Broncos were out in front. They've been out in front for months, I think. They have, I, I think yes. they've pretty much led this whole competition ba- this year. Back from when Payne Haas got in trouble for punching, throwing oh, the, yeah, the weakest yeah. punch you've ever seen. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, all right. So, mate, what's happening? Movements? Yeah. What's the top three look like? Not, not tons of movement, but the one I'm watching is the Knights because we've discussed them heavily in this show. Now, yeah, okay. they're currently sitting second last on nine, right? Yeah, okay. But I haven't added any points to Kalen Ponga incident yet because we don't know what's come of it. Right. Okay. Now, players get points for posting something stupid on social media. He didn't do that. No, he didn't. So he won't get points for that. Right. Players will earn points for their club for getting busted for drugs. We, we don't, don't know, know that. Yeah, yeah, Exactly yeah. right. Now, there's also points potentially being earned for an integrity unit investigation. I haven't heard that the integrity unit is actually uh, investigating. So this this story ticks about three of our boxes straight off the bat, yep. but none of them are confirmed yet. Right. So Newcastle could potentially earn some points, points when this yeah. when this settles. Yep. But for the moment, nothing. Okay. So We'll keep an ear okay. out for that yeah. one, all of right. course. Good, good point. Yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. right. So sitting uh, in, well, if we go all the way to the top, sitting in third place on 19 is the Warriors. Okay. Second on 21 is the Dragons. Okay. And one point ahead of them, now tied first with three rounds to go, is the Sharks and the Broncos. Hey. So they're still out in front of the Broncos. We've okay. got three rounds to go, one point ahead of the Dragons. Uh, yeah, two ahead, uh, three ahead, sorry, of the Warriors. And then uh, you've got the Titans behind them, the Tigers, so on and so forth. So like we discussed last week, potentially the ones that could be the biggest movers are the Titans. Yeah, okay. But they had a really good win on the weekend. So yeah, yeah, that yeah. might have given Justin Holbrook some breathing room. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Right. And, and where are my eels on this ladder? Well, much like their current trend, they're way down the bottom uh, because right, they're heading right, downward. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we might have to revisit that one next week. But, uh, yeah, they're, they're uh, equal last to be right. There you go. Okay, so. And they were, they were good boys last year. 
They're good boys this year, so so it's great to see we can be consistent in one area. <laughs> <laughs> well, mate, this didn't become a nominee this week. However, I thought it was something we could talk about because, and I don't know a great deal about it, but a fan somewhere got kicked out of a stadium for doing a shoey. Okay, now I, uh, you know, the shoey's kind of, it's a bit of a novelty, but I don't know, it's a little bit unhygienic, and to me, it's a bit played out. Okay, so kicking someone out for doing something that's a bit done to death. I can understand that, but kicking someone out for something that I'm sure the crowd loved sounds a bit excessive. Well, you're right. Now, the game was actually last weekend. Mm -hmm. It was over in New Zealand, so our brethren just across the ditch. Okay. Yes, so a long-time Warriors member. So his name is Callie Gibbons. Okay. He has been a member at the Warriors since 2006. Right. So he should be rewarded for the fact that he's (laughs) been a member that long. Okay. That's the the thing that people – he's had the same seat. And he literally sits wow. right in front of the coach's box. No he, way. So coach's box, he's the next – he yeah, sits yeah, yeah. right in front of them. So he, clearly he's a diehard Warriors fan. And yeah, so yeah. Someone that – that's the kind of people you want to look after. Yeah, yeah. The, the guys that turn up week in, week out, you know, that kind of thing. Anyway, it's not the first time that he's done one, but he happened to be caught on camera doing it this time because they've obviously done the old, oh, let's see how the coaches are reacting. <laughs> so he stood up, poured the beer into the shoe, yeah. downed it. Apparently, he got escorted out of the stadium straight away. Now, he's actually got a pretty cool nickname. We all remember Roger Tuavasa, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the former captain of the Warriors, now playing for the All Backs. Yeah. Well, he, he's been nicknamed Roger Shuavasa, <laughs> which I think is pretty good. But uh, yeah, so on the way out, the security guards, mate, you've just earned yourself a lifetime ban. Wow. Yeah. So this story made it to here, and... Naturally, as Australians, when there's beer involved, yeah. we are up in arms. <laughs> there was a petition started, calling it outrageous, calling it un-Australian, yeah, well, even though it was in New Zealand. Like, yeah. They all live here anyway. Yeah. So, you know, we were just trying to defend our local brothers. Turns out the Warriors have confirmed the lifetime ban is completely BS and he's sweet. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, yes. yeah. I mean, I didn't think being banned from watching a Warriors game yeah. would be my punishment. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't forget, you can catch me on the Parramatta's podcast with my mates Bernie and Jono. And tough times for us Eels fans as we've just signed Trent Barrett as our assistant coach. And he, of course, did wonderful things for Manly and wonderful things for Bulldogs if taking them down to the bottom of the ladder is something you consider wonderful. So, well, B-Row, I'm going to actually ask you a question here yeah, because, yeah. The, to me, I don't know if assistant coaches really should be a really big deal. Can you name one of the Eels assistant coaches? Yeah, I can because, oh. because now, to be honest, I'm going to contradict myself here and go, that said, okay, we've had at our club Paul McGregor. I don't, I don't know what he did. He was an assistant coach. Before that, we had Mick Ennis. Did he do something? Then, I, I don't know if he was assistant coach, but he was there. Joey Johns was doing something at our club. They are all just, they get named, yeah. you never see them, and then they vanish. So to me, he'll just vanish in six months and nothing's going to change. So, yeah, we talk all about what's happening at the moment. Now, that news is only broken today, so yes. this week's ep, oh, trust me, next week's ep's going to be on the Parramatta's podcast. It's going to be, <laughs> we're all going to be very heartbroken, and I, I even think we're contemplating ending the podcast. Oh, wow. Well, like, we're just like, what, why can't we have nice things? <laughs> But anyway, yeah, so check that out. And next week on the show, a friend of mine who is now living in L.A., she is an actress and she has appeared in a show with Danny McBride and Walter Goggins, a little-known show called The Righteous Gemstones, which I'm a fan of. I don't know if you've ever watched it. So I used to know this girl back in the day. She was working on a feature film. I actually actually even read it and gave her some feedback on her script and sort of dropped out of touch. And then Bernie said, oh, you should talk to Chloe. She's over in L.A. 
she was in Righteous Gemstones and plays Walter Goggins' wife. And I, and I was thinking, no, she doesn't. And because he had got remarried in the oh, show. Yeah, yeah. So, because I'm thinking of this redhead. Yeah. And then I go back and, and like, I see it. I'm like, oh my God, yeah. I had no idea. So, we're going to talk to her. She's over there. She's living it up in LA. And yeah, she's basically now becoming a sort of like a B grade level actress. Which is awesome. Yeah, right? absolutely. Yes. So, and it, I think it might be our first jaunt overseas. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, looking forward to that. Yeah. And everyone else, though, you have yourselves a wonderful week, T Dog, as you always say. Have a beer with your dad for me. All right, take care, everybody. The Dummy M Podcast. Face it, as Eels and Broncos fans, they need something else to talk about.